Amen. What a beautiful worship we have had. And it is exciting to just have an opportunity like this to come to you and to be able to share the word today. My name is Grace Kika and I am the youth pastor at Victory Faith International Ministries. And I'd want to welcome you again and I will keep welcoming you to this service. And I pray that the Lord will be a blessing to you. Today, the sermon and the topic that we will be looking at is a pretty good one, lemons to lemonade. So I'll give you some time as you get your notebook and just write lemons to lemonade. And as we do that, I would want to introduce a young girl to us who will give us at least a basis to understand what we're talking about today. And I'll introduce to us a young girl who is nine years old. And at nine years old, she gives her life to Christ and she begins the walk of salvation. And she does not know what is coming ahead of her. But for some reason, at some point, her father begins to abuse her. And he abuses her over and over again, sexually, mentally, emotionally, in every way you can think of. And it was, of course, not really, uh, not very good for her. And she tried uh, praying the problem away, you know? And she prayed, Lord, kill my father. It didn't work. She prayed, Lord, uh, change my father. He did, it didn't work. Lord, help my mother to get out of this abusive relationship. And it still didn't work. Until finally, she got to 18 years. And at that point, she had to leave home. And it was only at the point where she left home that the abuse from her father that had been constant and that had defined her childhood would now end. Now, that does not sound like a very good story especially at this point where we're talking about a girl who has wasted her childhood and everything that is describing her so far is nothing but pain and agony and mental sickness and, you know, all that sadness that you can ever think about. But the beautiful thing is that the story does not end there. And, of course, that gives us the basis of what we're talking about today, lemons to lemonade. How you turn that pain, which is the lemon that we're talking about, how you turn that frustration, how you turn all those disappointments that you get into something beautiful at the end of it. You see, the truth of the matter is, when we look at things from God's perspective, his word is clear that all things will work out for good. For those who love him and are called according to his purpose, that is clear. And that is very encouraging. But you see, the question is, for me who is going through this part of pain, for me who's going through the lemon, for me who things are being squeezed out of me and things do not look like they are working out, can I get myself to that place where I can even see that despite the fact that it is a lemon now, there is still potential for this story to be turned and to be beautiful once again and to be turned into a lemonade. And so just before we um, get to um, the other part, I'd like us to read from the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 28, which is basically a verse that I'm sure a lot of us know. So Romans 8, 28, uh, and I will read, it says, and we all know that in all things, God works for good for those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And that is a very good verse. Very good. And we like quoting it as Christians. All things will work for good. But the question is, what happens when I know that all things will work for good, but I do not see anything that is working for good? Have you ever been at a place where someone has told you, please pray for my mother. She has just gotten an accident. And immediately you start praying and thinking, this one will work out for good. All will be okay. Everything will be fine. And then a few minutes later, you're called and you're told, uh, by the way, the mother that you were praying for has rested. Have you been at a place where you're there praying and declaring, Lord, I know you give children, you give children, you give children. And it's five years down the line, seven years down the line, and there's still no child coming. 
And in the back of your mind, you want to convince yourself that true, all things are working out for good. But how do I, how do I live out and how do I um, persevere to a point where I can actually see this word come into manifestation? Because remember, the problem at this point is not God. We become the problem because most of the time when we face challenges, we want to pray them away. And I want to bring to our attention two characters that I find to be very interesting in the Bible. The first character is our Lord Jesus Christ, an amazing man. And I would only imagine what life would be like if he was here with us today, right now. And for some reason, Jesus gets to the point of crucifixion. And just before this whole crucifixion story begins, he realizes that what is ahead of him is too much. He knows the pain that is coming. I mean, people had been killed through the cross, and he knew that his would not be any different. If anything, it was going to be worse. But here he is, and he prays and says, Lord, take this cup away from me. That is the pain. And at that point, Jesus does not finish his prayer at that, but he moves to a point where he says, not my will, but your will be done. My friends, it is not easy to get to that point, because at this point, God's will was that the pain would still come his way. And you know, sometimes we want to pray, Lord, let your will be done. And in the back of our mind, we already have a picture of what you want God's will to be done. I am sure that if it was for me and I was praying, Lord, let your will be done. In the back of my mind, I would be praying, Lord, let us find your will can be done, but let us still remain here where I don't have to go through the pain. But God decides in his own sovereign nature, he will allow you to go through that pain. And Jesus went through the pain. And the only reason why we can even sit here and celebrate and even have that time, you know, when we get to church and you're like, give your neighbor a high five, is because of the pain that Christ went through. It's because of that moment when he was walking and all he could feel was the pain, the beating, the lashing. When he could look at his mother and all he could see was the tears in the face of the lady that had brought him up. That really must have broken him. But at the end of the day, that was not where the story was ending. The story was ending with us, Gentiles, Kenyans, Ugandans, Tanzanians, Africa, the whole world, coming and having an opportunity to have eternal life. Another character that I would look at would be Paul. Paul says three times he prayed, Lord, take this thorn away from me. And he had a thorn in the flesh. But instead of the thorn going away, God tells him, uh, Brother Paul, my grace is sufficient. And just as these things happen, I realize that we need to have ourselves prepared. And so the first point that I would want to bring to us is, as we go through this, because the truth is we will face pain. And even as I am speaking, some of us right now are having pain. Some of us are in situations where we are feeling like, Lord, I just want this to be taken away from me. But you never know, the Lord might be saying, it's okay, child, my grace is sufficient. Let's keep doing this. So what do I need to have for me to keep walking this journey to a point where at the end, I will still look back and see that the Lord has been faithful. So number one, what is the condition of your heart? One thing I find that is clear in the character of Christ was that no matter what pain was going to come his way, he had already made up his mind that the glory of God was the number one thing in his life. And I think that as Christians, it is very important for us to get to a place where we say that, Lord, I have trusted you and I have believed you. And just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we can stand and say that our Lord will save us. But even if he does not, we shall remain here and we shall still glorify him and praise him. We are not going to bow down. And that comes at a point where you have gotten to a place where you have 
decided in your heart and in your mind that everything else put aside. I am ready to go through this pain. I am ready to go through the frustration. I am ready to go through all the kind of um, abuse that could come my way for the sake of the kingdom. What does that do? It builds in you the courage and the confidence. Because my friends, I will not lie to you that things will not happen. One of the statements that we use now more than ever in our generation is that life happens. And it is true, life happens. So while we are here praying and trusting God for the best, something happens and you're thrown back to, zero, to square one and you do not know where to begin and your parents are no more, your business is no more. Where do you start? At that time when you have a contract and you're being told all we need you to do is turn your eye. Don't even say anything. Just pretend you did not see. Are you ready to say that I will see whether you fire me or not? I am ready to see whether you, whether you think I am worth to be in this position or continue to have my job or not. I will see. Are you ready to go through that for the sake of the kingdom? Because the truth is these things will come. The lemons will be brought away. We will be served with different types of lemons. They will be squeezed and squashed and it will come out. And sometimes we will even cry. But at the end of the day, am I ready to say that, Lord, in this pain, in this agony, give me the strength that I need. Because at the end of it, I want you to be glorified. Point number two, as you're going through this, because you see, there's a difference between saying that for me, when trouble comes my way, I will trust in the Lord. And then the rubber hits the road when the pain comes, when you lose a loved one, when, you have, uh, when, you, when, when your business has been burnt down. And at that point, now the rubber has hit the road. What do you do? My dear friends, encourage yourself in the Lord. Lemons to lemonade, encourage yourself in the Lord. David did the same. It is interesting when you read the book of 1 Samuel chapter 30, and it gives a story of David having come from war. And when he's with his men of war, when he looks in, um, forward and he sees his camp, all he sees is smoke. And at that point, you can imagine what he's thinking. And it's not even bad enough because by the time he gets there and his men get there, they actually find that their wives have been taken away, their children have been taken away. And at this point, everyone is looking at David and thinking, you are the cause of our problem. So what does David do? David is like, do I run to the enemies? At this point, even if I tell these people, let us go to the enemies, chances are they do not want to hear anything from me. Myself, I am devastated because even him, his wives are not there. And so David only found that at this point, when everything looks shut, where he cannot turn anywhere, he cannot start or end anything, he just has to sit and wait, he encouraged himself in the Lord. And I just want to speak to you, in whatever you're going through today, the job you have lost, the people, the loved ones that have betrayed you, the frustration you have gotten, even sometimes from the church. I just want to encourage you. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Do not let the enemy make this the end of your story. Do not let this define you. Do not look for a shortcut. Just keep praying. The Lord is faithful. He will tell you sometimes the same way he told Paul. My brother, my grace is sufficient. So Paul, when he was told he, the grace of God was sufficient, he kind of got used to that life, the life of persecution. Because when you read the Bible, there's a place where Paul is told, do not go, you will be killed. And Paul tells them, it's been real. Thank you very much. I have received the word and I am ready. But I am still going. Because for Paul, at this point, what was most important for him was that the glory of God go back to him. 
what was most important for him was not the pain and the circumstances and the situations that he was going through, but it was like, no, no, no. The gospel of the grace has to be taught. It has to be taught to the Gentiles. It has to be taught to the world. Everyone needs to hear this word. And it kept Paul going. Finally, after the whole story is done, Many times we do not take time to look back and see how far God has brought us. And that is why we struggle with thanksgiving most of the time as Christians. But my encouragement to you now is the third point, testify. Allow God to use your story. The reason why I started with the story of the young girl, going back to the story of the young girl, is that the young girl now is one of the most powerful ministers that there could ever be in this generation. Joyce Meyer. I'm sure some of you had figured that out. And you can imagine someone watching Joyce Meyer as she speaks now cannot imagine the pain that she went through. And just in case you think that the pain during the childhood was enough, wait until you hear the story and she tells you about a time when she felt impressed in her heart that she needed to take care of her parents in their old age. And so she had to go and bring them closer to her home. Now she's married, but the same man that has been abusing her, you're being told, take care of this man even before he dies, take care of him and bring him close. You're the one to show him the way. And so in one way or another, she manages and she brings the man. But it's not that now he has changed and become a good man suddenly. He still has his struggles. Until one morning when her mother calls her and tells her, you need to come. Your father wants to speak to you. He has been in a very bad state for the last three weeks. I do not know what was going through her mind. And I do not know what would be going through your mind if you were called to the person who has abused you, who has written off all your childhood, such that when other people are talking about their childhood and talking about the games they played, for you, all you see is the shame. All you see is the fear that you had as a child. All you see is the frustration that you had. The man that you would have gone to to protect you is actually the one who is harassing you. She went anyway. And when she went there, her father told her that he had just called her to say, that he was sorry. And at this point, I do not know what happened in that room at that time. But there was something so powerful that her father gave her life to Christ. And what I love about this testimony is that every time she gives it, the people in the crowd will be crying because she confesses to say that by the time she was looking at her father and days later, she just realized that he was such a sweet man that she could even come and visit him and feel nothing and hug him and just say, dad, you're an awesome father. And it is done. My friend, for God to have converted your story from that pain, from that lack of a childhood story that you can laugh about, to being a minister who can speak and minister to ladies who have gone through abuse, you have to get to a place where you have allowed God to use your story. Where you have decided that it's not about the pain, it's not about my image, it's not about my pride, it's not about my anger. I am ready to let go of anything and Lord, I am allowing you to use my story. And he will use your story in different ways. Sometimes he will allow you to speak about it. Sometimes he will tempt you or, um, sorry, not tempt you. Sometimes he will encourage you to write a book. And in different ways, God will propel you and he will use your story. But my encouragement to you is this. He is able to turn lemons to lemonade. So wherever you are, whatever you're going through, he is more than able. His word says that all things work out for good. Whether it looks like it is working out for good or not, do not allow the enemy to succeed in frustrating you. Encourage yourself in the Lord. 
remember that it is about the glory of God and allow the Lord to use your testimony. So wherever you are today, I just want you to go back and think, what is that pain that I feel is defining me right now? And can I bring it before the Lord and tell the Lord, Lord, whatever this pain is, I am ready to bring it to you. And for some of us, we think maybe we do not have pain. But I want to prepare you because you do not know what is coming ahead of you. I will not promise you it's all going to be butter and bread. The pain will come. But when it comes, do not allow the enemy to take away from you that testimony that the Lord is about to write down. Do not allow the enemy to put you down. Be encouraged in your Lord. Begin to testify. Begin to speak it out. Let the enemy be ashamed because that which he meant for evil, the Lord is more than able to turn it around and to make it for good. I just pray that the Lord will continue to minister to you. And so wherever you are, I just want you to open your mouth and begin to tell the Lord that, Lord, I have come to you. Lord, I trust you. And it is painful. Yes, it is. It is frustrating. Yes, it is. I feel lost. Yes, I do. But I remember that you have told me in your word that all things work out for good. So, Lord, help me that I will be found to be faithful, that I will be still and I will know that you are God, that I will learn how to encourage myself in you, O oh God, that I will learn that at the end of it all, it's not about me, but it is about your glory. At the end of it all, it is that you may be glorified, Jesus, and that you may be able to turn every lemon in my life into a lemonade. Something sweet that can be drunk and tasted and people will feel good about it, oh God. Use this story to transform and to encourage the lives of men and women around, oh God. That if there be young people who are just waiting to hear an encouragement, that a story will be said and it will encourage them. People who are fighting with suicide, we will share our stories of the suicidal fights that we have had and they will be encouraged and they will know that there is a God. And so, Lord, we surrender to your lordship. And I pray that you will minister to every one of your children. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Wow, what an amazing service. I pray that you have been blessed as much as I have. And before I conclude, I'd like to encourage us to give. For the tithes and offerings, you can give to... 216376. 216376. And for the development, we can give to 321354. 321354. Have yourselves a lovely week ahead full of God's blessings and favor. Baraka.